Hey, welcome Kingdom Real Estate Investors to our Wednesday edition of the podcast show. This is an excerpt from our live real estate show we do every single week with business owners, real estate investors from all over the country. If you're enjoying this and you want to join us every week or see who our next guest is that we're going to be hosting this week, go to thekingdomrei.com forward slash live. That's thekingdomrei.com forward slash live to join us and register and again to see what special guests we'll be bringing on this week. Enjoy the episode. What's up? Thanks, Aunt Alice. I appreciate it. Thank you for being here. Really excited to have you. So let's get in, Lisa. So tell our audience a little bit about yourself and kind of what you're up to. Sure. So my name is Lisa Hilton. I am the founder of LisaHilton.com. I specialize in providing um, real estate investment opportunities for entrepreneurs, by entrepreneurs, uh, tax efficient uh, real estate investments are what I focus on. Um, and then primarily recession resistant. So yeah, multifamily assets are my primary, uh, but I also look at other asset classes as well. What did you do before before this? Like, so what was your, what was yeah, so my experience before going full-time into my business is I spent 10 years as an auditor auditing funds. So all types of uh, funds, everything from hedge funds, mutual funds, private equity funds. Uh, and then I did four and a half years as a controller on private equity real estate funds. And that's where my journey sort of began in terms of getting exposure well, it was during that time I met someone who exposed me to real estate syndications and I was sort of taken aback because I was like, oh, like I didn't realize that people outside of these big institutions offered these kinds of opportunities to people. So let's, let's, this is really interesting. So you come from this, you, you've seen it, like that light was like, oh wow, this can happen. I was like, no, like, so what was the, what was that jump like? Like, what was your first fund? You know, Chris kind of laid out the model. Yeah. First. What did that look like for you to start your first one? Walk us through kind of how you got that. Correct. So I am actually, I would say that um, like you and Chris are focused on creating entities that invest in like another fund, um, you know, with a sponsor who is um, investing in multiple assets or maybe just one asset. So the funds I've created and I'm focused on creating at the moment are entities that um, invest in only one asset. Uh, so that what that looks like is in 2019, I created a fund, raised half a million and invested in a deal with a sponsor who was buying two assets uh, and that was it. Uh, so yeah, so there's a variety like I, I think Chris's uh, presentation was really awesome because it shows that there's a variety of different ways, um, and there's just so much ways. There's so much creativity in the fun space. So let's let's uh, go yeah. back to that deal and kind of walk us through. How did you find that sponsor? How did you, why yeah. did you decide? Hey, let me create a fund, invest in two deals, and then you know the things you learn in doing that first one that yeah you, you know maybe not do again. <laughs> totally, totally. Um, so. That one came, so I was initially approached um, with an investment to invest in, um, and that was in the late summer of 2019. Um, I liked the deal. It was in Atlanta, as I said, two properties, and I decided that I wanted to invest as a limited partner. So I made my, um, I expressed my interest in investing, and it just so happened that someone who, a strategic partner of mine, brought it to our myself and a few other ladies attention that hey you know 
if you'd like, you know, since you guys are interested in syndication, maybe this would be a good opportunity for you to create a fund to um, create an entity that would then invest in this deal. And we've said, oh, you know, this is at first I was like, hmm, I don't know if I want to do that. But then as I thought about it, I said, you know, what? why not? Let's try it. Uh, and so we tried it and we raised the money. And um, so for me, I think that the biggest thing is I like alignment. And before I decided to even create the fund, I had already looked at the deal and decided that I wanted to invest and I was investing. Um, so that's the first thing. And secondly, as I created this fund for other people to invest, I also invested alongside them through my own vehicle as well because I also think it's good for alignment as well to show that, hey, you know, you're coming in to this vehicle and you also have skin in the game as well. You know, that's a great point, Lisa. And that's actually why I, I do this often. Like I'm investing in the deals that we're putting together. And part of it is because I don't want to be a $50,000 investor in the deal. Right. I want to be a, a million dollar or a $5 million investor. I just don't have a million dollars or to exactly. invest, $5 million to invest. So, in some ways, I love what you're saying. I, I put the deal together. I invest alongside of my deal. And right. what that allows me to do that aligns with my investors, but it also just gives me more power and influence in the deal, more pull of like, hey, I'm not just a 50K guy. I'm a $5 million guy, and here's kind of what we want for being that. And so it is an alignment of both the sponsor and my investors. I think that's a great point of like, do deals that you want to invest in and then leverage this vehicle fund to funds to then carve out better terms for you. I think, I think that's, a, that's a great point. You so in terms of lessons learned, um, because that was my first one and I didn't, we didn't really know much at the time. Um, we didn't negotiate for like, oh, like let's get a better, a better terms with the operator at that point in time. Um, so what that looked like is we did a 95.5 for our entity um, so yeah, and then it was a 506B offering. So people, the only people, like, it's not like as though someone, it was an accredited investor raised like, and someone could just walk off that's an accredited investor and invest with the operator. That wasn't even possible. Like, so they would have to have a relationship with, you know, someone who's running the deal. Um, and I'm happy to say that, you know, even though that, that was the case with the economics, um, the investors still came out with really good returns, um, you know, in terms of even cash differential, like because I said I invested in the main and I also invested through my own vehicle. So I know what the differential is. And it was like a $25 difference between investing in like the main with the main operator and then investing through our deal. Um, so, so yeah. Or how are you? How are you looking to structure some of these next? Yeah, so going forward, I've learned a lot. And um, as you know, I am now in this mastermind that we're both in. So through that, I've just learned so much. I'm so grateful for that mastermind. <laughs> um, so one, negotiation. I remembered when I was leaving my job, um, one of the things I remember saying to myself, and I even said it to my boss, but I think he's, he didn't realize the place where I was coming from, is I remember saying that one of the things I know that I need to get better at doing is um, negotiating better. And I can see that, you know, definitely when you're looking at 
bringing some, you know, large amounts of money to these deals that, hey, you do have, you're bringing something to the table that enables that operator to not have to worry about a million, two million, or, you know, if you get to the place where you're raising 10, 20, 30 million, like the people who run those masterminds that we're a part of, then that's like a big deal for operators because now they don't have to worry about all of that capital because you are taking care of that in terms of bringing it to the table. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's so good. Um, um, and then one other thing I would say that I think is really important for someone who's listening today, who's thinking about the fun of fun structure is one is knowing that there's, you know, all the things that Chris talked about, like that's super great. And, you know, strong foundation in terms of like the compliance and all that stuff. Um, but also thinking about, you know, these terms that we talked about, like looking like the same question you asked today in terms of the compensation, like looking at how you are going to be compensated by doing this work, because it does take work to put these deals together, even at this um, as a fund manager. So I think that's it's key to know and understand. So from a from a, an attracting capital standpoint, you know, you came, you you weren't raising money, you've been working in the funds, you know, right. monitoring, you know, these in your career. So, how are you? You know, you, they did that first one in 2019. For those who are looking to grow their capital side, maybe yeah. their operators. There's a lot of different folks on this call, but what are you doing to put yourself in a position um, to attract capital right now? Like what? what yeah, what, great what, what question. <laughs> Great question. Number one, building my um, thought leadership platform. So I've had my podcast for a while, uh, but that's probably the most consistent thing I've had. So the second part is getting on podcasts, getting on webinars like these, um, getting out there and speaking opportunities, niching down to what you think that you can really speak on and add super value to. Um, writing the blog posts and sharing them, you know, hosting your own webinars. Uh, like, you know, I've gotten advice about like taking that 90 days to promote like that special webinar and like promote it and then have it since I already have the podcast going. So I think that one thing about real estate, if people haven't realized already, is it is definitely a long-term play. So I think it's beneficial for people to sort of understand that and be mindful of that as well. Yeah, that's great. I, uh, and I think that's part of my, you know, and I do believe that, that this is a long-term game. I think sometimes what we use as an excuse of, and that's why I ask these hard questions to you, to Chris, to other people in our group is like, mm -hmm. how are we getting paid right now? Like, I understand that, but like, this is the one business where I feel like so often we don't think about like, mm -hmm like just like cash flow and not cash flow from the real estate like that's on a business right. um like you you know you can't live off of equity you know like you can't do that as a business owner. so this has been a very long conversation from both of you um mm -hmm. what are you working on right now that you're excited about yeah so i'm really excited about you know i believe i follow the 12 week year program this book called the 12 week year so I'm getting ready to wrap up my first quote unquote 12 week year. It wasn't a full 12 week year kind of thing. Um, and I'm getting ready to start my new 12 week year here in July. So I'm really excited about like curating the next three months on one particular theme and then just having a lot of content surrounding that and then 
having my pop webinar at the end of that quarter um, to, you know, really just add value and dive deeply. Uh, so my theme will be multifamily because that is what I know. That's my bread and butter. So like being able to, you know, provide a lot of content around that. And as I reach out to investors, I notice that people, you know, they are CFOs and they're partners of, you know, audit firms. And a lot of them just don't know that it's possible to invest in these kind of private deals. So sometimes like when you're in this bubble, you feel like, oh, wow, everyone knows this. But really and truly, a lot of people don't. Um, so it's like being able to get out there and provide that guidance. It's almost like a lighthouse in, in the ocean, kind of like on the shore to say, hey, like this is an opportunity and this is how it works and being able to be that guide for people. So, yeah. So real quick, I, you got me fast about the 12-week year. So that's just a way to compress time, essentially, yes. right? So you're saying yes. I'm doing what would typically, if you give yourself this much, you fill the time. So you're compressing time to accomplish your goals. Um, yes, yes, yes. So the 12-week year specifically, what it does is, for me, my 12-week year will start the first week of July. Um, so not July 1, but like July 5th kind of thing. Um, so for from that will be week one and then all the way out for 12 weeks. So you pick three goals, only three goals. And then you have tactics that you are going to be doing on a consistent basis every day for those particular goals. And then you have your leading indicators, the things that you need to be doing that drives the lagging indicators. And you are measuring that stuff on a weekly basis. So that way you can know how you're doing. Because otherwise, how will you know if, yeah, see Todd has just shared it. Um, how will you know if what you're doing is actually working? How do you know if your webinars are, you know, like, you know, like what topics are guiding, you know, jiving with people until you actually measure it and like see, oh yeah, this is a topic that really resonates with people. I need to do more of this kind of stuff. That's so that's that's what I'm really all about. So yeah, I actually have a wham. So uh, it's just me and three other people because they say they keep it really small. So every Monday we meet for about an hour, we go through our goals and how we're doing and um, we just keep going. And it's awesome. <laughs> so grateful. Uh, so tell them where like your podcast show, so that way they can go check that out. I think that'd be a really yeah. helpful resource. Totally. So my podcast, uh, the Level Up REI podcast. The easiest place you can go to find all of my stuff is lisahilton.com, and that's Hilton like the hotel, only thing with a Y. Um, and everything's there: my podcast, my videos, and my blog. Thanks, uh, Alice, for having me. I appreciate it. So fun having you, Lisa. I'm so excited that you were here. Thanks for making some time. Hey, real yeah. quick, you know, Bethany just wants to know, on that first deal, did you agree to pay, you say 8% and you paid investors 6 and your fee was the difference? She just wants to know how you got paid on that first one. How did you structure it? Yeah, great question. So what we did for that first one is, yeah, there was the pref there were all the fees that were at the main. Um, and then whatever distribution came to us, we split it. 95 to LPs, 5% to GP. That's it. Really simple. Um, and then, yeah, so now the deal is getting ready to so sell. So whatever money that comes to us, 95% will go to the LPs, 5% will go to the GP. Um, great stuff, Lisa. Thank yeah. you so much. Make sure you go follow her stuff. Subscribe to her podcast show. Level up REI. You definitely helped us uh, level up today. So thanks so much. 
hey, just because the show's over doesn't mean the journey is. Listen, if you're a faith-driven real estate professional or investor, then you'll want to go to the Kingdom rei.com to learn about our mastermind if you're interested in investing alongside me in alternative investments like multifamily apartment complexes then head to ellishammond.com to learn more about that cheers